Genre. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, week number two. This is the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1990 live-action Ninja Turtles movie one, I don't know, I don't know, cowabunga-ing minute at a time, I guess. No, that, uh, that I'm works. Your host. That works. <laughs> sure, why not? Turtle uh, I'm your host, Scott Tofty, and with me, as always, are our excellent co-hosts, Chris O'Connor. hi Rachel Gatlin. Hello. And Adam Sheehan. Bossa Nova. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how many times throughout the course of this podcast that Bossa Nova is going to pop up. We haven't even gotten to it Bossa yet in a minute. I, I'm, every chance I get. Yeah. Every chance we'll I get. We'll get to it in a minute. And is it always going to be followed immediately by Chevy Nova? Probably. <laughs> you can't Probably. help but say it, you know? Yeah. I know, I know. Well, let's wait because we're almost there. We're not there yet, but we're going to be soon. Uh, we are looking at minute number six today. Uh, which starts with the dark screen and the Golden Harvest Presents credit and ends uh, with Raphael off in the distance, not looking too happy, I would say. He's a sad boy. While his brothers celebrate ahead of him. He is a sad boy. Why does Raphael always have to be so sad? Well, he lost a sigh. Yeah. Well, he is a teenager. He lost a sigh. You know, that, that's an interesting point there, Chris. We see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we often forget the teenage part, I think. Like, we know yep. they're mutants, we know they're ninjas, we know they're turtles, but very... I guess the best way to put it is the really good versions of the turtles are the ones that remember their teenagers, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Because most um, of the time they're played by, like, 30-year-old dudes. Yeah, there's <laughs> something to be said for that. Yeah. I remember, I mean, obviously when I saw this as a little kid, it was it was difficult to to sort of... Um, realized that they were juvenile, uh, that they that they were closer to me than they were to adults. But uh, you know, watching it, watching it as a as a, as an older person, as now a father, as 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 now a a member of the patriarchy. You know, yeah, they're childish. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah. I wonder if when we were younger, did we even really know what teenagers were like? Like my view of a teenager when I was eight is very different than my view as a, uh, you know someone who's. 32 now, you know? Yeah, it is interesting. I look back in the angsty sort of like trying to get their independence. That's kind of what I look at as a teenager, someone who's fighting for their uh, uh, emergence into adulthood rather than, I guess when I was a kid, I always sort of thought of like, oh, teenagers, they're like bigger, cooler kids who have more fun toys (laughs) and sometimes they drive. Well, sometimes it was kind of hard to determine what a teenager was i mean look at like 90210 everyone on that show was like 35 yeah (laughs) that's true and the turtles in this movie especially they're like six feet tall yeah yeah that's funny there's a couple shots that we'll get to throughout the course of this movie where they actually make them look short um (laughs) but it's not consistent like it's it's hard to sort of contextualize them as supposed supposing to be young yeah. um they just they seem at least in their 20s to me now you know i think the mm-hmm. the current nickelodeon cartoon did a really good job of making them feel like teenagers even more so than the original cartoon yeah. well they had like teenage problems you know yeah 
Like, yeah. yeah. But insofar as we can, you know, sort of understand what adult mutant human turtle t- uh, physiology would look like, <laughs> if you were just to look at, you know, the, these suits, you'd be like, that's an adult. You know, the, the significant muscle mass and, you know, no turtle acne. Uh, they, you know. <laughs> yeah. And someone could, please explain to me how the Michael Bay turtles are supposed to look like teenagers. I know that was oh a conscious God. decision yeah. to make them gigantic because, you know. Uh, Everyone always tries to keep making them smaller, and he's like, "Oh, we're just going to make them gigantic and go with it." But like, it, because mutants, oh, no, they, look not, they look not only like they were, you know, crossed between turtles and humans, but turtles and like the largest like uh, defensive line in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I I bought Michelangelo as as a teenager in that movie. Like he oh, was yeah. the only he was the only one in that movie that had that kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. rest of them were just kind of. I don't know. Something else. He he's the only one that seemed true to character to me and Raph, but even like Donatello is like making jokes and you know, hanging around with Mikey. Yeah. He's supposed to be the smart one. I, I don't know. And I, I guess I mean, uh, Go ahead. No, I, it's it, I, I I don't know. I think I think Donatello was nerdy enough. Yeah. I mean, he had like he wore glasses. They gave him glasses. I think it depends <laughs> on like which iteration of the turtles you use as the source material because the turtles from the comics don't necessarily line up with the turtles from the TV show and the turtles from the first movie or the turtles from the second or third movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at Donatello in this film, he is and we'll get to it. I don't want to give away too much now in this minute right here because I want to focus on what we're watching, but he does he does throw some jokes. He's kind of a, a comic foil and he definitely is in the second and third movie. Mm. But um, but, yeah, but there's, I think it. Oops, sorry. No, you're. It's all you. I there, there's also kind of hints that he's a little bit more intelligent than the others. Yeah. I mean, going back to that Bossa Nova joke that we haven't gotten to, that's kind of <laughs> like, like he knows what that means. You yeah. Know? Well, <laughs> let's let's go ahead then. We're gonna we're gonna keep rolling in this minute, and we see the very first thing on screen is the Golden Harvest Presents logo. Anyone get any information on Golden Harvest for us? Uh, we talked well, about we them a the, lot last time. Yeah, we did that on Friday. We did. Yeah. Oh well, you yeah, know, we Friday talked about all the we did the, the the whole sundry long list of of interesting credits. I guess uh, what I the, meant to, to say is Golden Harvest uh, production company. Pop quiz time. What can you remember about Golden Harvest? Uh, <laughs> a lot Once of upon a time in China. <laughs> Erotic ghost story. That's what <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember I'll, that one. a lot of kung fu movies and almost porn. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so we, we get some cool shots of sewer piping, um, and Chris, you mentioned this a couple minutes ago, uh, a couple episodes ago, New York City sewers. I, for my entire life, <laughs> thought that the New York City sewer system must be the most glorious playground in the world, yeah. because you can just stand up and walk underneath the entire city. Is oh, that, yeah. you think that, is that actually how it is? No, um, I'm sure, you know, there, are, I'm sure there are, like, service tunnels and spaces where people can work, you know, I've, I've seen... I've I've seen like shots and I've I've like you know peeked in the occasional uh, manhole and there there are spaces where people you know fully grown adult men can stand up and do their manly jobs um, or women women can do their womanly jobs in the sewers <laughs> um, you know it is uh, anyway um, but for the most part like when you actually like when stuff is traveling through the sewer the pipes that stuff is traveling through are not like big enough for people to stand fully erect Mm -hmm. it just it's not like most of most of sewer systems like if you were to go through them you'd have to crawl every movie every tv i feel like there's a hollywood illuminati conspiracy to like (laughs) 
paint sewers in a better light. Like if you think of <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters 2 is the one that pops into my head yeah. where they're all yeah. walking I mean, through the old subway tunnels and stuff. Then you've got like Angel where he's constantly walking through the sewers on that show. Yeah. And he's yeah. always like, it's not even dirty. It's like, yeah, that's it's kind so of just clean. a nice little place. Yeah, it's just like, it's like you know, this giant there's... pipe that you can walk through. And, and the, you know, there. Adam, go. <laughs> Sorry, I'll play moderator. <laughs> it's like it's like this giant sewer pipe that you can actually walk through, and all of the sludge and like raw sewage that you would normally see is just like perfectly clear water that just goes down this like tiny little stream through the middle. Yeah, it's yeah. like if that's the case, why would you make the pipe that big? You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, um, Chris, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I'm wondering what happened to their home during Hurricane Sandy. Ooh. Oh no. Man. Anyway, probably um, got a lot. Yeah, no, more I mean, like there, there are service tunnels and, and access tunnels, and there's places where people can walk. And obviously, if you're doing a movie in the sewers, you're basically only going to do them in the spaces where people can move around. So, I mean, there, there are some, but most of the sewers are places you you can't get around, you can't work. But it's, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing as like in uh, Die Hard, like the air vents. Like ah, you know, yes. the, the Nakatomi Tower air vents that are, are big enough for, for Bruce Willis to crawl see, around in. That's I want to see the Mythbusters of, like, can you walk through city sewers? Like, where's that <laughs> yeah. episode? Can Didn't you just, like, go hang a, out in the sewers? I feel like we watched a documentary on people that, like, explored the sewers. Yeah, urban exploration. Ugh. Oh, it's cool stuff. It was yeah. so gross. Yeah, there's that one scene where they, they crawl through, like, the most disgusting yeah. sewer pipe because they're Ugh. trying to make their way... To like this old brewery and it was just not okay Ugh. like i wouldn't want to be down there Ugh. i'll put it that way gross yeah, it's, um, it's rough hey guys you know what's in the sewer right yeah chris tell us a little bit about the uh, limelight productions limelight productions okay so like i googled limelight productions and there's a bunch of different limelight productions. I, I, I can't be positive like what. Uh, so I, when I went to I, like the, the Google search for limelight productions was unproductive. Um, you know, lots of different companies uh, like there was like one in this. I think it was in the South that does like uh, cheerleader, uh, like cheer productions, like, you know, help you produce your cheers for <laughs> cheerleading competitions. And there's one in, like the UK and you know, limelight. That makes sense, you know. That's a show, that's a very showy thing. But for the IMDb entry for Teenage for this movie, the Limelight like uh, it's it's not Productions exactly. Which one is it? it's Lime? Oh wait, yeah, it is Limelight Productions. But uh, there was like, no, oh, no, that's not it. There is a Limelight Productions that has like Tom Tower, What About It, Michael Jackson, The Pretenders, Reboot, Limelight Entertainment. It. Is they that might, it? They might be connected. Teenage health freak, Pooja Pooja, Times. As region. I'll tell you what, even That's on a the one on the uh, Ninja Turtle movie wiki page, yeah, that one links to a limelight that has nothing. Yeah, it just it just says limelight entertainment. It did. It's not linked to anything. So I'm assuming this company either didn't exist very long, uh, or was literally just a name that someone slapped on. You know, and, dur- and during our to Googling, look good on the credits. Uh, we found a com- a lighting company called Limelight Productions. I wonder Which, if you know makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if they they couldn't make it in the movies anymore, and we're like, we're gonna start they just a had lighting to peel company. Back. You know what? We've got all this equipment. We're just gonna rent out our <laughs> lights now. We're just gonna be a lighting company from now on. <laughs> well, Seems we, just a little easier. We'll make our name a little more on the nose. Yes. 
um, in association with Gary Proper. Uh, Gary Proper, a, a producer of the film, uh, I guess probably put up some money, uh, did all three of the Ninja Turtle movies, one, two, and three. Uh, his IMDb page lists a couple other really interesting things other than the Ninja Turtle movies. Um, namely, a Gallagher special Whoa. and a Carrot Top special. Oh, uh, big time. I, I, so I'm Gary Proper... Explains the second and third movies. <laughs> yeah, Gary Proper had one great idea in his life, and it was to give up some money for the Ninja Turtles. And yeah. then everything else is just kind of like, meh, maybe... And, uh, this is the thing Crop that kills comedy. me. So the Gallagher special, right, was in 1987. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. 87 Gallagher, popular. I get it. When do you think the Carrot Top special was? I bet it was recent. I bet it was muscly Carrot Top. Uh. <laughs> 2003. Oh, well, <laughs> Carrot Top is is worth millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, he he Ow. had he headlines really popular Vegas. Stages, uh, yeah, every yeah. single night. Like, well, this video every was single Carrot night. Top Rocks Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm getting, I'm getting this image of Gary Proper, like he's, he's got a, like a suede jacket, gold <laughs> chains, and like those like pink tinted big, two big glasses. Yeah, I mean, he like, kind of looks like Andrew Dice Clay, or like no, kind of like the Colonel from Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh. You know, he oh just kind of throws money at these great ideas, and then every once in a while, you know, directs a carrot top special. See, the, the, <laughs> not not to bring up wrestling again, but I, I'm just picturing a uh, Paul Heyman <laughs> in like a leopard jacket, but like late '80s Paul. Heyman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel phone. like that's given Paul Heyman a bad name. Though <laughs> I want to not that. I listen, Gary Proper. Thank you so much for bringing us the Ninja Turtles, and I hope you that the money is treating you well these days. I hope he's okay. I hope that. Uh, Everything's going well for him, but yeah, maybe producer just wasn't necessarily his calling. He had a, you know, yeah. good hit, a couple flops. Eh. He tried. Admirable effort. Um, so there's some garbage. We are getting some garbage. Uh, ironically, in the same shot that we have Gary Proper's credit. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to make out, is it a hubcap? Yeah. And like a plastic bag and yes. a soda bottle? Just kind of I, I'm like. I'm sewer diving via video right now to see if I can <laughs> figure out. Maybe maybe there's a hidden message that Gary is trying to tell us something. <laughs> some some bubbles floating by, which I used to think were rats walking by. I think probably when it was on VHS and I couldn't make it out yeah. so clearly. Now okay. I, um, I, I know well, that might not even be a hubcap. That might be some part of like, well, that might be some sort of sewer thing. I don't know. I, Just I know some nothing. sewer thing. Just, just getting back on the limelight thing, I know Michael Alec was in jail when this movie came out, but do you think he was mad? Was he in jail by 1990? <sighs> I thought he went to jail in like 91 or 92. Maybe. I mean, he probably, yeah, I don't remember the timeline, but maybe he was a little bit upset that, that there's a production company that stole his name. Well, it's not his, his name. I know. It would be more, what was that That guy? That other guy. That's too, anyway. too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> We're getting off topic. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Michael Alec, the... Uh, Party monster. Oh, the club that kid guy. from New York City yeah. in the early 90s. His club was called The Limelight. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that, it now was like a I big... It, it was a converted church. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I got you now. So we, we move on. About 22 seconds in, we big get our first... converted church. Oh, wait. So it's like the place that 
oh, the, 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 the kids in this movie are going. Yeah. Except, <laughs> yeah. except it's a warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot more MDMA, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, so we get uh, our first shadow of a turtle and the first voices from, uh, from the turtle. Well, not the first, because we got a little bit of Michelangelo and we got the dam yeah. from Raphael, but now we're getting yeah. to hear a little bit of everybody. And we get yeah. some of the best 90s slang, mm-hmm. 80s slang. <laughs> Uh, quintessential Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Far out. Awesome. And then Michelangelo Righteous. with his nunchuck talking into it like a microphone. I always love this part. Dudes and dudettes, Major League Butt Kicking is back in town. <laughs> <laughs> dudettes. The delivery is so musical. Yeah. Yep. 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 Good stuff. I don't think I've ever... Go, go ahead, Chris. Well, I mean, dudettes, like, when... Yeah. When did we... When did that become a thing? I was just going to say, I've never used the word dudette. Dude is like a, a gender neutral word well, it's, I use. it's become gender neutral. Yeah. It's uh, gender neutral now. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. As a kid, it was not. It wasn't yeah. back yes. in the days when dudette was used. Yeah. It was, you know. But but it's funny because no one ever just called somebody a dudette. It was always dudes and dudettes. Like, we're addressing dudes, so we might as well address dudettes. But yeah. no one ever just addresses the dudettes in the room. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Except maybe like a women's basketball coach. Okay, do <laughs> <it's>. yeah. <laughs> Um We get the Ninja Turtles logo. Well, but even before the Ninja Turtles logo, we see a shadow of a turtle jumping. And I, I'm going to come back to this because this jumping turtle is not the turtle that I always thought it was until I started watching this minute. Um, it is Donatello in the shadow. Hmm. Right? Oh. Okay. So as we advance, we get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles logo uh, from the cartoon. Yeah. Which I thought Registered. was super interesting that they use that logo. It's such a good logo. Yeah. It's a well, great yeah, logo. And, and it's an important part of, you know, sort of like the, the, the cross-promotional cross yeah, the, uh, the efforts to make sure that everybody knows that this is the same thing. They're connected. Blah. You know, I mean, this is coming out of the decade when we had the Ghostbusters versus the real Ghostbusters. Mm. So uh, it's worthwhile to be like, yes, it's the same Turtles. But here's the thing that I find interesting. So much material from the TV show wasn't used. Krang, Bebop, Rocksteady, Mm -hmm. Baxter Stockman as a flaw. Like a lot of stuff from the cartoon not used at all. Technodrome. And I think I always was under the impression that it was because of uh, the Fred Wolf, I think that's who it was, Fred Wolf Entertainment, or whoever owned the, the rights to the TV show um, wouldn't let a lot of that stuff be used in the movie. I always thought that's why that in the second movie, it wasn't Bebop and Rocksteady, it was Token and Razor, because they couldn't get the rights. Now, I could be wrong mm. on that, um, but it does beg the question, why use the cartoon show logo on screen when it was used like nowhere else in the marketing. Maybe they were, you know, still sorting out the rights, still sorting out the uh, the the issues there in the production. And it's like they they got the logo for the mil- the movie. They put it in there. It was in the cut. And then somewhere along the lines of like, you know, after the movie was finished and they were you know doing promotion and and ironing out merchandising, like it didn't. It just didn't come together. Like yeah, maybe things, things got disconnected at some point. Also, a, a theater full of eight-year-olds when that title hits, oh, yeah. just just oh. collectively, yeah, they can't even read it. They pants. just like <laughs> they just know what it says. Yeah, yeah, that's like it's just a pic. It's it's what we were talking about last week when you see a logo of a thing and you don't even know what it read. is. Yeah. 
You know how long it took me to realize that like the word turtles was supposed to like look like turtle skin or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's mind control. It's like, it yeah. reminds me, yeah. what movie did we see? And there was a Star Wars trailer attached to it. And some kid was like, oh my God, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it was only just because like the, that first couple of notes from yeah. like the background music and this kid like jumped yeah, he out lost of the seat. It. He completely lost it. It was great. Oh, I miss getting that excited for things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I made myself sad. <laughs> oh, I look forward to my son getting excited about things yeah. like that. Aww. Oh, man. Your son's going to love this podcast in like eight years. <laughs> um, Maybe you should like listen to it much later, like when I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he is, Dude, that's, that's a really weird dark. thing. You that's super dark. That's super dark. That's a really weird, weird place. Hey, yeah. hey uh, Kit, it's okay. Uh, love you, buddy. All right. Bye. <laughs> Let's all just send messages to Chris's kid via podcast. This is for I'm not your dad was a really funny guy, uh, very talented uh, voice actor and podcaster. We cared for him deeply. You were loved. Oh man! Thank you. All right, sorry. This is this got morbid. Yeah, it got weird. Where were we? We were talking about turtles popping up on screen yeah. for the first time. Uh, Bossa Nova. The logo, the logo wipes away from the screen, and the turtle that comes out first. Leonardo. Now this always ah, kind of, you know, the I always assumed that the shadow that was jumping was Leo's shadow, and it now occurs to me that, that is not the case, and I feel like a huge idiot because it's obvious that the first shadow that you saw on screen was Leonardo, not the one that was jumping. I don't know. I just that continuity. Ugh, I'm not smart sometimes. It just <laughs> it escaped me. Didn't catch it. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but indeed, Things yes, Leonardo, so the first one to jump out. Um, and I'm also noticing something. If you freeze frame at exactly 35 seconds, Leonardo, from his knee to his ankle, his leg is pure white when he jumps. Huh. Yeah. I'm wondering if that? maybe they decided that we don't need the bottom half of the costume for you because we're not shooting. 35 it. seconds? That's a streak from the turtle sign. Keep, no, no, let it play. Uh, let it play when Leonardo jumps uh, in. Uh, you uh, will uh. see from his knee to his calf. Oh, is, holy crap. Yeah. That's like not it, painted. Oh. Yeah, it's like, actually, yeah. That, that makes sense. Like it might be like a real, it may be difficult to jump and land in the boot in those like rubbery boots. Maybe. And so for the shot, it's just like, look, this is going to be easier. Take the boot part off, and you can just land in regular shoes. It almost looks like he's got half the knee pad on there. I'm wondering how the yeah. lower extremities were constructed it's on so that. weird. It, it looks like Mikey is in the same state, too. You see him bouncing behind him. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. So it is. I, oh, you huh. know what I bet it was? They're jumping into water, and they're wearing foam rubber. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to so get So I wet. bet it was probably to protect the uh, the costumes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And Donatello, too. Yeah. Yep, all three of them jump in, and they're white from the knees down. Wow, I never caught that before. Weird. You know what? I've seen a lot of things about this like, movie they where they... they painted that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I've seen a lot of videos about this movie where they point out, like, flubs and mistakes, and, like, you can see the actor's face through the thing. I've never seen anyone point that out before. 
Uh, well, maybe we cut something. I new. think, maybe. ladies and gentlemen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. <laughs> Whoa, I'm going to try that again. Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute scoop exclusive right here. <laughs> first time ever. Turtles with white legs. <laughs> Alert the um, internet. <laughs> so then we get uh, our sort of first competition between the brothers in who's going to one up each other with uh, words of excitement. Mm-hmm. And Donatello says, Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova. <laughs> <laughs> and the brothers are not impressed. And the best <laughs> part about this is the music cue, because the music just goes, uh, and I like how he tries to get himself out of it with Chevy Nova. <laughs> and if I actually Googled it. If you look up the 1990 model Chevy Nova, not an impressive uh, no. car. Not a cool Ugliest car. car. Like, uh, like people... Man, I, you know, I had so many friends in high school who had, like, their first car was a Ford Escort, and were like, man, these are the worst cars I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> Chevy Nova. Like, I saw that picture, and I was like, oh, my. Well, what's <laughs> what's funny is the older models of Chevy Nova actually look kind of cool. Like, yeah. they have this badass muscle car look, but the 1990 Chevy Nova mm. looks like something a high school teacher would drive. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I teach middle school. I don't oh. take offense. Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. <laughs> so his car is even worse. My <laughs> car is even worse. My middle um, school teacher drove a, a Geo. Ooh. Ooh. Like teeny tiny little Geo. I dated a girl once that drove a Geo. Ugh. Yeah, it was rough. Dodge that bullet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a second. No, nothing. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... I like that Donatello's way of getting out of this, and it took him so long to think of it, is saying the word excellent. Like, that yeah. that took you that long. Well, I feel like uh, he had to bring himself down, because, like, Bossa Nova is kind of... He was excited. Like, <laughs> like I said earlier, like, I feel like he's smarter than the other turtles mm-hmm. and has to kind of keep himself in check sometimes. So he's like, oh, wait, never mind. I guess just excellent. Yeah. You know, I didn't <laughs> think of it until just now, but that, that robot chicken sketch... With the Ninja Turtles, where Donatello says Reaganomics, that's probably a nod to this scene. Well, yeah. Well, I yeah. didn't even notice it. I thought he just said Reaganomics because it sounded funny, but now it makes sense. It all comes together. Reaganomics. Reaganomics. Um, this might be a good time to talk about the the uh, puppets here because mm-hmm. we get sort of the first really good shots of each turtle's face, and I love how much detail was taken or how much care was taken. Uh, to carve a distinct face for each turtle. Because, like, the cartoons, they all had the same face. Mm-hmm. Um, the comic books, they all had the same face. This movie, each turtle looks different. They each have a different sort of, like, either bigger cheeks or narrower forehead or bigger eyes. Um, and I think it's just, it's it shows a lot of care by the Henson Company when they put these things together. Their, their Everyone mouths, agrees. Yay. Yes, yeah. No, no, their mouths do some weird things. Sometimes. I caught myself just watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mouths do weird stuff, but I look at like so I look at the eyes. Like I always looked at Donatello as having sort of like closer set eyes. Michelangelo's mm-hmm. are always very wider and his face looked narrower. Yeah. Uh Raphael and Donatello always looked like they had sort of puffy cheeks to me. And even like the body molds are different. Like some of them look wider, some of them look more skinny. And that might just be because of the actors inside of them, but it's just, it's nice to see each turtle differentiated. Like, I feel like you could tell them apart without the masks on, which is something you are never able to do yeah. in any other medium. 
Well, in in some of the in some of the comics when they when they started going to color and in some of the cartoons, um, they do slight color variations between mm-hmm. the, between yeah. the turtles. Like yeah, they um, did that on the action figures too. Yeah, like Donatello is like a little. He's like brownish. Yeah, he's like yes. more of a brownish green, and uh, like Raph's like really really green. Yeah, it's, and in the, right. the Nickelodeon show, Donatello is really tall and skinny, and he has freckles. Yeah, and the yeah. Nick show does a really good job of that too. They make them look different. Um, and to a degree, the uh, I guess the what was it the two thousand oh was it two thousand four CGI movie was that when oh, that came out? That sounds about right. Was that no? That wasn't two thousand four. That was that was after I got out of college. That had to be two thousand nine. I think so. I think it was when I was. I think it, yeah, I saw that when I was over here in in DC, and I definitely saw that drunk in the theater. Every time that movie comes up, I'm going to mention the part 2007. Where I got. Yeah, Sorry. 2007. 2007. Yeah, that, that's right. But that's another one where they all sort of looked a little different. I didn't mind that movie so much. But back to this I movie. Should, I should see that movie sober. <laughs> it's got a really everyone good likes g- the word. Everyone likes the word excellent. And then we get our credit for Judith Hogue. Judith Hogue, who we mentioned plays April O'Neil in this movie, also uh, was a in a lot of movies, let's just go through some of the big ones. She's been working for a long time since the mid '80s. Uh, Spencer for Hire, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 1990. She was in uh, an episode of Roseanne, Melrose Place, South Sunset, Walker, Texas Ranger, Briscoe County Junior, The Nanny. Uh, she was in Murder She Wrote. That means that you've made it when you finally get into Murder <laughs> She Wrote. Mad about you. Uh, a lot of TV work. Nash Bridges. Oh, she was in the movie Armageddon as Denise. She was in Halloween Town. Uh, she was in, I saw this a minute ago. I want to find it again. Uh, I want to say she was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, in Nightmare on Elm Street. Where did it go? I just lost it. Yeah. Uh, she was a medical resident in an uncredited role. That's the 2010 A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, oh. Um, she's in Weeds, Big Love. She was on an episode of Castle. Woo. She was on a lot That's of right, stuff. She Nashville. She's been, apparently she's got a starring role in Nashville as Candy Hampton. Weeds? I just remember. On her. Weeds? Yeah. She was, um, she was Dana in an episode. Huh. I, I do perhaps. remember seeing her on Weeds and going, oh, my God, that's April. We have to go back and watch Weeds now. Oh, please don't make me. <laughs> and I think she was supposed to have a cameo, or she did have a cameo in the newest Ninja Turtles movie, but it might have gotten cut. Hmm. Um, well, I remember seeing photos on set of her. Uh, at least I thought that was her. I don't think it was the other April. I think it was this one. But, yeah, so Judith Hogue went on to have a healthy career, still, still rocking it, still doing pretty well for herself. Um, she looks great. So she shows up at conventions from time to time too. Oh, good for her. That's like, nice. Like comic cons and stuff. Yeah. Cool. I think she was at Philly the one year. Maybe. Uh, A lot of random people come I to could Philly be Comic Con. <laughs> um. So we get the Judith Hogue credit. I love her as April. I always thought that mm-hmm. she was, um, like I liked Paige Turco in the other two movies, but she always seemed. Much more cartoony. This April seems more real, I think. Mm. Like, she has sort of a that. more fleshed out character. Yeah. Whereas Paige Turco, I don't think she was given a lot to work with, to be perfectly honest. I don't think it was her fault. Um, but it's kind of a cookie cutter character. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mikey says this thing here. He says, we're starving. And then Donatello says something, and there's this sound that happens, like, ooh, we're Vaishivi. And for the longest time, these two voices going over each other, ooh, we're Vaishivi, whatever sound it makes, confuse the hell out of me. Again, another thing, when you watch it by a minute, I get to pause it, and I get to hear what he says. So Donatello says, ooh, baby. At the oh. same time, Michelangelo says, we're talking major deep dish action. <laughs> And we get like, ooh, we're baby. So what I was always hearing was, ooh, we're baby. And it always confused me. It's like when you lip sync the wrong words to a song. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and how do I say his name? Is it Elias Cotez? I'm assuming. Yeah, Elias Cotez. Cotez. That sounds right. Yeah, he's Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing Casey Jones okay. in this movie. He is another one who had a huge career, yeah, uh, and is just working constantly, working. Um, not always in things that you recognized. He was in Turtles. He was in uh, a TV movie called Pretty Onassis. Busy in 1990. Was he in one he of was, the Look Who's Talking sequels? He was in Look <laughs> yeah. Who's Talking Two. Yes, yep, as oh. Stewart. Yeah, That's the one. He was in Ninja Turtles Three. Came back. Apparently his career was not happening the way he wanted it to. Well, he was part um, of the B plot in Turtles Three. Like, like they kept cutting back to the present, and he was like trying to teach the samurais how to play hockey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he also played in the A plot too, just not as Casey Jones because he played the other character too. He got to do a dual role. Oh. Yeah. He played I, what was his name? Wit or Wick? Weird. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, you know, when you go back in time, people you know are just there. Well, listen, I've been listening to a lot of Back to the Future Minute lately, and uh, True. yeah, when you go back in time, you find people that look exactly like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes they're related to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was in The Thin Red Line. That was a big movie. He was in yep. uh, yeah. episode of Sopranos. He was in House. Uh, lots of things. CSI New York for, for mm-hmm. a couple episodes. Now he seems to be doing, uh, I guess, all right for himself with the uh, the various Chicago shows. Yeah, he's in a Fire bunch of those. Med. Justice and Chicago is a is a terrifying wasteland. <laughs> and Casey I Jones guess. is here to save it. Yeah, Chicago apocalypse. Chicago is the new 1990 New York City. Mm. That's uh, what I, that's what I hear anyway. Yes, and then. Elias Cotias, that's our uh, last credit, and then we end on that shot of Raphael, who is not wearing big white booties. Because he didn't have to jump into he the middle of the pipe. Jump. He could carefully walk. Or they got him stunt legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> legs but, that worked at a distance. Yes. Water legs. <laughs> um, so, which, yeah. Which kind that's kind of funny considering they're turtles. That's, that's minute six, and that went on a lot longer than I was thinking that this minute would. We didn't have a lot to work with, but, man, we covered a lot of material. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I just realized how long it's been. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got anything else for this minute? No. No. <laughs> All right. Shut I'm gonna it down. A minute. I'm going to give Shut a shout-out to our producer over at Dueling Genre, Scott Corelli, and uh, make sure you go over to moviesbyminutes.com and take a listen to all the other great Movie by Minutes podcast over there. Uh, There's so for- many. There's so many. Like, every movie that you could possibly want as a Movies by Minute. We were lucky to get this one. Um, so, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for Minute number 7. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Cowabunga! Cowabunga!